You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, August 11th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or staff writer over at Just Baseball. Great website. Go check it out. And if by any chance the more pop culture, entertainment-related realms are something that you're more uh, uh, interested in viewing, you can check out my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse Blade, Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. That's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you and interact with you. I've been doing a lot more on the Lockdown Padres account, uh, definitely lately, and uh, I love doing it. I love doing that. If you send me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app, actually right now, uh, and with a question in the review section, it is guaranteed to be answered. So any second half Padres questions you got, send them over my way. Uh, today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our many lockdown rooms. Personally, I'm probably going to try and do one Thursday, but don't know for sure yet. But anyway, guys, uh, for today... For today's episode, we are recapping last night's victory by the San Diego Padres over the Miami Marlins, and then continuing off of yesterday's episode, uh, the chat that I was having with Ulysses Sombrano about um, the Rays and Blake Snell and all this stuff, and this time we talk a little bit more generally about the Rays, and we kind of theorize and go back and forth about our idea about how baseball could be a little bit more exciting. And a little bit more how the Rays, in some way, their their format, their blueprint could actually be fun. And it's actually, uh, and in my opinion, a really fun conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. So you look forward to that. But for now, you're stuck with me, the schmuck, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Yesterday, the Padres won by a score of 6-5. to five. It was a little, it was actually a pretty good game, by the way. A pretty good game. And not just because the Padres won, but that is obviously the biggest part of it. It, it is the fourth game in the row for the Padres. So quietly, nice nice little mini streak for the Padres going on. Granted, albeit, you know, against some lesser than great, uh, lesser teams, I guess you could say. Some lesser beings, if you want to start using the Thanos uh, vernacular, I guess you could say. Uh, and it's the sixth in the last eight games uh, that they've won. So that's very nice. And uh, the starting pitcher of this game is actually technically Craig St- and the reason why this was an especially great win is because it was a come from behind win okay so Craig Stammen who I voiced about in the past how I really don't think he's all that bad I think that he's just had some nightmarish performances in the past 2019 and yes he was on the team in, in 2018 and 2017 too okay so but like in terms of like really bad numbers only last year in the truncated season was he really bad with that 5.63 ERA over 24 innings he was an absolute nightmare last year but even years before that he's not the worst reliever in the world I really think that he gets a little bit uh too much hate but he uh 
let's just say me defending him right now isn't going to go over well because he was dreadful uh, in this game against the Marlins of all teams, too. Uh, it was a bullpen day, I get it, but even still, man, this guy goes out there, two innings, allowing four earned runs on six hits. It was a nightmare to watch. Grant, it's not like they were hitting, you know, massive home runs, but Lewis Brinson, Jorge Alfaro, who's terrible, gets a double. Miguel Rojas is one of the few good players on the Marlins. He also uh, gets a single to give them four runs. Uh, it was not great for Craig Stam. And it was one of those games that, granted, if the Padres had lost last night, I wouldn't have been that furious because, like I said, it's a bullpen game. You know, and when bullpen games happen, you're expected to not necessarily get them, I guess you could say. But, and granted, this is the Padres' bullpen, so you were hoping against the Marlins. If you have to have a bullpen game against the Marlins, you're hoping to try and sneak out a victory. Uh, and Craig Stammen starts off on the wrong foot, I guess. But thankfully, uh, the rest of the bullpen was able to pick up for him, right? Miguel Diaz comes in. He strikes out two, only giving up a hit. Nothing from him. Tim Hill comes in, striking out two. Austin Adams comes in. Doesn't even give up a hit. He just strikes out one batter. Matt Strom ends up coming into the game. Granted, he's just been back. He has not pitched a lot this year. Uh, granted, so like it's it's a little bit unfair to get too mad at the guy, but he does give up a run, which was unfortunate. Pierce Johnson, Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz actually leaves the game uh, with an injury after giving up a, a base hit. And it was just as I'm literally, it's like two o'clock in the morning for me right now. Um, just reading from AJ Casaval, forearm tightness for Drew Pomeranz. Jay Stingler says, and he's been sidelined a few times already this season with that same issue. Just bad news, man. It makes the acquisition, I will say, just to pivot for a second, it makes the acquisition of Daniel Hudson all the more important, who I famously uh, said was Daniel Bard accidentally on last week's show. I messed that up a little bit, but uh, Daniel Hudson, it makes that acquisition all the better. He should be joining the team soon. He was on the COVID IL. Uh, it feels like we acquired that guy like forever ago, right? And he still hasn't made an appearance yet. So it makes that acquisition all the more important. Drew Pomeranz, one of the best relievers in the bullpen, if not the best. Uh, but thankfully, Mark Melanson's able to come in for the four-out save. He did make it scary at one point, giving up a double to Sandy Leone, uh, which was which definitely got everybody nervous, especially considering it was only a one-run game. But he doesn't nail down the save, which is great. One of the league leaders in saves. But I have just realized now. This is what happens when it's 2 o'clock, guys. This is what happens when it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You forget to talk about both sides of the, the ball, man. And the Padres in this game, they were pretty good. Um, Tommy Pham not having a great game yet again. We'll talk about him in a second. But he does drive in a run, technically. But he does go 1 for 5 with 2 Ks, including some, you know, less than ideal scenarios in which I thought we could have got more runs. But, thankfully, we got a huge double from Jake Cronenworth. Austin Nola going 2 for 4 in this game. Austin Nola deserves credit, man. Again, I'm going to say it again. I keep saying it, but I don't necessarily know if Austin Nola is what he has been over the last bunch of games, being like a 400 batter. I'm not saying that, but Austin Nola is a fine, fine catcher, man. And if you also have Victor, Victor Caratini as your backup, I don't care if we don't have a JT Real Muto or, heck, Omar Narvaez or a Christian Vasquez or, obviously, a, a, a Yasmani Grandal. I don't really care because we have two solid guys. Austin Nola showing that there's some interesting upside with that bat of his, and it's certainly more productive uh, than Victor Caratini's, I think, uh, at I mean, Caratini's played more games. We do have to pump the brakes a little bit. Austin has only played 29 games. But nonetheless, he's been super, super effective. I love him. He does get caught in a, a pickoff attempt at this game, which was really odd. I know he was trying to get a lead just in case we got a hit from Myers that allowed us to drive in uh, another run. But because it, it was a run, run, you know, one run game at that point. But even still, that was just come on, man. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta stay vigilant. You gotta stay aware. Thankfully, that didn't come uh, back to bite us too much. Eric Hosmer gets a hit in this game as well. 
going two for four on the night with a double, which was very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about this. Trent Grisham goes two for four. Um, Will Myers has a good game, going two for two with two walks. Love to see that. Also gets a stolen base. Helps out my fantasy team. So really good overall kind of offensive game. And yet again, and there was also a funny moment. I, I tweeted uh, like this really funny video of this chicken thing i recommend everyone check out my twitter feed it's like the funniest video i've ever seen in my life it's sick chicken being posed with a sniper rifle it's so so funny but uh machado actually early on in the game gets a nice uh double uh that he extends into a double jay coronavich drives him in it was really just an all-around uh really nice game for the padres kind of everybody contributed very similar to the previous night and kind of picking up from craig stammen who had an awful awful game raising his era from 2.7 to over three uh but thankfully it didn't matter too much but i must say though i must say I, I mentioned this one for five with two strikeouts for Tommy Pham. He has not been good, and I don't think I do blame myself for this. I have not talked about it a lot because I defended him often in the beginning of the year. Then I said how he's a little bit of the bane of my existence and how he's making me look bad. Uh, and he bounced back and had two incredible months. You know, I mean, one of the best kind of batters in all of baseball, if we're being honest, when it comes to just being a guy that you like to have at the top of your lineup, a guy that can see multiple pitches, at least a minimum of five, basically, every at bat. Tremendous walk rate, not swinging outside zone. And I'm just I'm not just saying that his outside zone swing percentage is currently 19.6%, which is the fourth lowest in all of Major League Baseball, along with Juan Soto, who has a 15.8%, which is just insane. And then Max Muncy, Robbie Grossman. Robbie Grossman, who I brought up as being a potential trade target for the Padres, by the way. Uh, he's been awesome, I think, low-key for the um, what's it called? The the Tigers this year. I think he's been a very productive player. But anyway, uh fam, you know, having a bad run of things ever since July 1st. July 1st, he is batting 203 with a 275 on base, 331 slugging. Uh, weighted on base, if you're wondering, is 268 with a WRC plus of 68, which means he's about 32% less better. Less better. Worse, I should say, than uh, your average kind of player. His strikeout percentage is much, much higher at 26%, which is a lot higher than it usually is. He's got caught stealing three times out of four attempts, which isn't great either. He just hasn't been doing all that much. I know he's had a couple home runs every now and then, but he's just in a really, really bad slump. And I really hope that he's able to pick it up because he was getting dogged at the beginning of the year. And he's kind of, well, not at the anemic levels necessarily that he was uh, at the beginning of the year. I'm troubled by the lack of walks and whatnot. I'm troubled by his swing stuff. So I'm hoping that nothing's just changed and that this is just a dreadful slump. But Tommy Pham's got to pick it up. Trent Grisham seriously seems to be bouncing back from his slump. So hopefully uh, Tommy Pham can do the same. And I'm really hoping that the Padres can get the sweep in tomorrow's game as they face off against Sandy Alcantara, who's actually a pretty decent pitcher for the Marlins. And then we've got Ryan Weathers on the mound, who has been you know, falling way, way back down to earth, man. I mean, I'm talking like that Game of Thrones gif when someone jumps out the window or that gif of when someone from space is literally jumping back down to earth. So hopefully we can win that game. Otherwise, uh, still overall really solid victory for the Pirates and nice comeback win. And now, guys, before we transition into what is the, what I imagine is the more uh, interesting portion of today's podcast with Ulysses. I want to talk to you guys about the old green room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, guys. It is really, really great. The first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, 
athletes, and real-time insiders about your favorite team or sport, whatever topics you want. I will be hosting rooms from Lockdown Padres all season long. It's really easily accessible, which is what I like about the app the most. Uh, you know, you just download the app, and then you just make your username, and then you talk. It's great. You don't have to worry about microphones and all that stuff. It's really awesome for watch parties and all that. Uh, so go download the free Spotify Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for latest league updates. Follow me there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, and you'll be notified whenever my rooms go live and you want to join in. It's always a fun time. Just ask everybody that joins in. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Padres. Uh, See you there. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. And now one more message, guys, and we're talking to Ulysses. Yeah, I mean, shouts to him. I I genuinely hope for his success. I'm not even bitter if he does well. Because the other part of this is, like, the Pirates still have one of their top pitching prospects in Mackenzie Gore, who has been a little bit of a nightmare to follow just because we have no idea if he's going to pitch. <laughs> like, right. there's just all the, these questions. It, the floor has bottomed out, and the ceiling is still there, but there's a fear that this guy okay. is just a complete nightmare, and we never know what's, what's going to happen to him. But now, uh, speaking of, like, you know, prospects and stuff when just, by, you know, this trade and whatnot, I feel like let's talk a little bit about the Rays. And I kind of want to talk to you about just some of the trades that have been made because, you know, like you mentioned, West coast, you know, Rays are definitely the Padres. You know what I mean? I think that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the, the Rays are the Padres. I actually equate, believe it or not, the, the white Sox in terms of the type of team and the swagger type stuff that they have to Ooh. more to the Padres. I just find that like the, the Tim Anderson's and the Luis yeah. Roberts, like it's a little bit more similar, but in terms of just literally the way the teams are set up, Tampa Bay Rays have a lot of guys, including Xavier Edwards. You got him, you got him from the, yeah. the Tommy fam trade. How I have to ask you though, because now I get my chance to glow. How weird has it been seeing the Jake Cronenworth thing? <laughs> like, Good. like, what is Good. going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, look, man, that was a trade that me and Kevin hated from day one. Mm-hmm. You asked me about how I hated that trade because mm-hmm. you saw what Cronenworth was putting up in, in the minor leagues, and you really got like, okay, okay, we've got our next super utility Ben Zobris mm-hmm. type of guy who's yeah. just going to dominate. Exactly. Maybe mm-hmm. the 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 guy who replaces Joey Wendell. Like we we really were. Um, happy about that. And then he picks up, oh, hello. I can also pitch. I'm a reliever and I'm going to throw four innings in 2019 and not allow a single run. And we're like, okay, like, has there ever been a more race type player? A guy Mm -hmm. who can play second, first, third, maybe even shortstop. Oh, and then throw a couple innings a week. Yeah. This, this is Tampa Bay race baseball. And then you trade them away. So mm-hmm. I was so not happy about that. But I'm really, like you said with Patino, man, I hope he just keeps on killing it because he's fun to watch. He's a really great talent. I love that he's got this whole crone zone thing happening over there. <laughs> good, good on the marketing team to, to push Sell that over there. Killing it. Yeah. And he's, and he's entered the crone zone. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny when he does that. It's um, great, man. Yeah. There's, Look, and, and that's the thing that's so interesting is that the Rays, they definitely and here's the other thing though, is that the great GMs do have misses. Like there's that there's no real GM that has a, a clean record. You know what I mean? For every no. uh Tommy Pham and Jake Cronenworth for Hunter Renfro, which I think is the weird thing is that they then lost Renfro and now he's doing okay with Boston. For yeah. every one of those, you have your Chris Archer trade, you have your Blake Snell trade. The point is how right. much can you be- bounce back from something that might be a miss because nobody's perfect. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also curious though. Willie Adamas, who I, I understand 
Like they were like, Wander, going to bring this guy up. This is the next right. superstar. He's had his moments. He hasn't blown up just yet, but he's had his right. moments. Certainly he'll be fine for everybody though. That was playing fantasy baseball was like, trade him, trade him immediately. If you could get something good out of him for year one, it's very rare that you be Tatis. You know what I mean? It's very yeah, rare exactly. that you're good year one. And you, so I understand the thinking behind trading Willie Adamas, but he was like an uh, okay player. And then with Milwaukee, I mean, dear Lord, it's, I would say bar none, maybe with the exception of the Dodgers, if that absolute tragedy hadn't occurred in baseball for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, which is just right. an awful, awful moment for baseball, I think. I think we can all agree. Uh, if that hadn't happened, Willie Adamas has actually been the best trade probably for in season, I should say, um, so far. I mean, he the guy just looks like a top 10 shortstop. What was your feeling on that trade? Because I don't even think I would have expected him to be as good as he has been. Well, no, I don't think anybody expected this continued production of, mm. of, of Willie this, this high um, for so long. But I will say this, in 2019 – when they changed the lights um, because mm-hmm. of Tommy Pham and, and, mm-hmm. and, and his eye issue, yep. um, we, uh, we started noticing like in May, the home and road splits started getting kind of weird and off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole season that became a whole joke in, in, in Tampa Bay media, like, oh, they're going home. So Willie, somebody better put Willie in a hotel room so he feels like he's on the road. <laughs> You know, yeah. and that continued until 2020 and also 2021, but it kept getting worse. And ultimately, you know, one, now that he's in, in, in Milwaukee, he has said, look, I was just guessing at the drop because when they changed the lights in mm-hmm. 2019 for Tommy Pham and they turned them into LED lights, he couldn't see the ball. He mm-hmm. just he didn't know if it was a breaking ball or a fastball. So he was just out, out there guessing. And you could see that as a fan, his at bats, you're like, dude, what is he swinging at? And it's yeah. because he literally was um, guessing. Now, on the road, he was always this guy. He mm. was always just, you know, incredible offense. And so that's why it hurt so much that his overall line at the end of the season kind of, you know, made him a top 12 shortstop, you know. And of course, his defense was, you know, never, never to doubt. I never really liked the throws to first from Willie. I think mm-hmm. he sometimes, you know, too much on, you know, you got to put a little bit more altitude <laughs> on those throws. You can't just make G-Mon make split, splits all day long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it, it's been tremendous to, to see what, what Milwaukee has gotten from Willie and he's happy. And, and now he's rode Willie all the time. And, 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 and that's what matters. And that's really cool. The Rays got a couple arms, of course, mm-hmm. which means, you couldn't squeeze out everything from Willie mm-hmm. because of the trop numbers. If, mm-hmm. if, 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 you know, if Milwaukee's going to get way more of a return than Fire Eisen and Rasmussen mm-hmm. because of the continued production, you know, home and away, the Rays unfortunately were not able to do that, even though he is the same player. I mean, just the granted, it's been officially now more games he's played with the Brewers than the Rays, but just the, the splits are so wild. I mean, it's night and day, Jack, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, yeah. Joker, and Batman. It goes from mm-hmm. 197, 254, 371 to 292, 377, 546. It's like a top 10 shortstop in arguably yeah. all of baseball. It's, it can't be understated sometimes that we always talk about, you know, need for a different surrounding, need for a different experience, like a start, a fresh start, whatever it is. And in baseball, 
it's literally where you play. And I mean that in terms of just, there's some, you know, basketball, it's like, get them out of that city organization. Right. This it's like, maybe the literal stadium is the reason why this yeah. guy is struggling. I mean, you know, Joey Gallo the other day, for example, hits a sky high, like pop-up that's caught in yes. like 90% of stadiums, but because it's Yankee stadium, it's out. And I still think Joey right. Gallo is a good player, but it's just funny, like how much, and I, I kind of like that about baseball. It's just a fun quirk in it how much their stadiums matter and and all that yeah. stuff how much they affect the ball how much they affect pitchers and and batters but yeah it's it's been pretty wild uh for sure so it hasn't been a total you know win for the Rays so far but I guess we have to see no. what Wander does uh I guess in the future but also two two trades um that we have to go over one Padres one okay. which is how you guys treating my guy uh Manny Bargo how's he doing <laughs> how's he oh man there? my guy man he's he's good I mean the defense is yeah. is impeccable uh and he spent a little bit of time on the IL foot with a hamstring injury, but top five in outfield assists, if I'm not mistaken, or something. Like yeah, that. Outs outs above to, average. And, and yeah, outs above average is the one. Yeah, outs above average. I think he's top five. So I mean, him and 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 Brett Phillips, of course, uh, being um, Kiermaier's backups, it's like wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's you know no fly balls ever going to drop. So that's really nice. No, and, and with the stick, I think he gets a little bit overused on the platoon side, on his weak platoon side, which is, you know, obviously facing righties. Uh, I feel like he gets a little bit overused there. If he were just facing lefties, I, I believe Manny Margot could really do some damage in arbitration. And honestly, when you look at how the Rays 40-man, 26-man roster and the deep farm system that, that they have, Somebody's got to go. I just told you three outfielders, and that's not counting Austin Meadows and Randy Rosarena. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to go. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to go. It could be Manny Margot, who they, they trade in the offseason. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. I just want to talk to y'all for just a second about the best protein bars in the world. They're, of course, the Built Bars, guys. If you haven't heard me talking about these things, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. And on top of that, they've got all sorts of flavors, everything from coconut to cookies and cream. They've got a Rocky Road limited time flavor, strawberry, orange, double chocolate, mint brownie. They've got everything you can want from your kind of, you know, flavor palette. Whatever you want, they've got it for you. Uh, And on top of all that, guys, on top of all that, They are healthy for you. They are protein bars after all. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. So let me tell you guys, what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, also got to talk to you about the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, it is in full swing. Obviously, you're listening to a baseball podcast. You know that. But they've also got all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, not just baseball, but the NBA, NHL, or UFC, mixed martial arts sort of action. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device before Mr. Ryan Weathers steps on the mound and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code locked on guys at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Is that is that depressing though? To be like, ah oh man, like just one of these guys is gonna go. Cause I know that's the Tampa Bay Rays way where it's just like kind of like it's like the college 
of baseball teams where you're like, if you're a Kentucky fan, you're like, yeah, I'm going to have to see these guys one time and then bring them, bring in the next prospects, I guess. Like, what is that kind of like? And I, and granted, I know that they do make trades. Sometimes you guys just trade for Nelson Cruz, which you can, which you can yeah. brag about, which is really fun. But yeah, like what's that kind of <laughs> like, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I think it gets a little bit over, overblown in, in mainstream media because if, if, you know, they go like, Oh man, they're already trading Willie Adamas. And it's like, well, you know, that was four seasons. 2018, 19, 20, 21, you know, you know, it's been a minute. Um, I I think it gets overblown a little bit. Of course, again, like I said, on the Snell trade, the first thing that you think about is you hate ownership uh, on, Mm -hmm. on, on the tight budget strengths. But again, it's the same ownership who puts those people to work in the front office. It's, and they let them work and they don't do things like, the Pittsburgh Pirates did and a few other uh, front offices do like the Angels and uh, the Rockies and Oof, they yeah. meddle as the ownership in the front office and they make a mess of things. That's what I do appreciate. It's like, yeah, the ownership sucks with not giving a lot of money, but they let the front office do their job. So mm-hmm. it sucks. But at the end of the day, look, uh, you can tell me everything you want about, about the race, but since 2008, there are only four teams that have won more games than the race and they all have $200 million budgets. So uh, looking at it that way, the race are continually winning without tanking. That's, that's what you want as a fan. You want important, meaningful games in September mm-hmm. and the Rays have had that for a long time. Yeah. And I think that it's funny because I've been like running this hypothesis in my head for a while, trying to figure out how to talk about it. But my thing has always been kind of like, I love that Tatis is going to be here for a long time. I do wonder, though, not as a Padres fan, I wonder if people, if the biggest issue with baseball is that you got these guys signing nine-year deals when they're already 30, and instead of having constantly, like in the NBA, where it's like four-year deals worth a lot of money still, don't get me wrong, like they're still getting the average annual value that's through the roof, but what if it was, I wonder what baseball would look like if more teams don't pay players like the Rays do, but they do the yearly thing where he was saying he was here for four years. If Tatis is here for four years and we're all losing our minds and then it becomes that sports centered special free agency where we're like, oh my God, where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? You know what I mean? I wonder if that could be a, a better thing for baseball. I don't know where that started, where it became in order to get the best player, you have to give them nine years and only get three good. I don't know how that starts. I don't know if you can fix that. The bottom line is I think that part of the raise is cool. They're not paying guys. Eh, eh, yeah. It's whatever, but it, it unfortunately kind of, you know, it's not unfortunately for you, but like it does work. So it's this really interesting kind of dynamic. I always like making fun of the Indians because it actually doesn't work. You know what I mean? Those teams <laughs> we should bring up more because like they do you know, the let's sell all the time, but it doesn't work. You make the world series and then you just quit. So it's just kind of, yeah. it's this problem with uh, baseball. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, with, with, with the overturn of players, uh, it, 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 I guess the, the, the one thing that sucks the most for, for race fans is the Jersey buying the Jersey buying. It's like, okay, who am I really going to put behind uh, on my Jersey? Whose name am I going mm-hmm. to, to utilize if I don't know if these guys are going to be here for maybe three years, mm-hmm. four years, do you buy a $270 authentic <laughs> Jersey with a guy who you might just use it for three years and then it's out my goodness, that's, you know, as a fan, you don't want to make that stupid investment. But I think that that's what what sucks. But go, going back to other teams that, you know, don't really have the, what the Rays experienced. 
man, I am jealous of, of somebody who can say, you know what, we want you here for the next 10 years. But I will tell you this, if the, if MLB were to change that into saying, you know, three year deals, like I hate seeing saying his name right now because of, of what of what's happening. But Trevor Bauer, what he did mm. with with the three, it was three years, right? With the Dodgers, yeah, yeah, yeah. just crazy I, I, that, three years, but then free agent, three years, hundred two million dollars or something like mm. that. That's crazy, and that was exciting, and he mm. made it exciting before you know we all knew that he was you know apparently a horrible human being, yeah. but. Having said that, it was exciting that mm-hmm. that where is he going? Now imagine, like you said, every offseason in Sports Center or MLB mm-hmm. Network or whatever. And now it's not only one guy, but it's yeah. like eight guys. Yeah. Where are they going? Oh my now, God. Tatis <laughs> will never have that. Trout yeah. will never have that. Giancarlo Stanton will never have that. They only get it one and then they sign for seven years and then they forget about it. Security maybe you get that is, fun stuff at the all-star game. We're like, bro, you got to team up with us. <laughs> in yes, Tampa. Maybe. We're going to be dangerous over here. Like, Super teaming. Yeah. I actually think that that drama, and yes, it is silly and whatnot, but the, the advantage that baseball has is that it is a lot less predictable than the NBA. So I think it would be a lot of fun for team for players yes. to, to move around a little bit more. I don't know how you do that. Again, I don't know how I'm not that smart. But well, I do think that, I mean, we had the, the year when Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were, were yeah. available, and then it took so long for them to finally get signed. And part of that, is, I think, is because they're like 10, eight-year deals that they have to figure yeah. out with teams. So it's And the it's firm and payments thing. because it's so crazy amount mm-hmm. of money. So they're like, no, well, you can pay me for the next 10 years. And it becomes so convoluted. But no, I really do like this idea of three to four-year deals. I think it would be great. I think it'd be great for baseball. I think fans would would be enticed to kind of follow the hot stove because honestly it shouldn't be called the hot stove uh unless you're a baseball nerd like us yeah. who, who are following it day by day it's honestly just a fizzle sometimes uh, yeah, it is although and it sucks this trade deadline let me tell you man it was nuts that was <laughs> this fun trade deadline now, was see fun. that was the greatest one i've seen in a long long mm-hmm. time and, and to your point of how do we fix this how do we go from 10 years 12 years to three to four years well, there's something happening this December with the new CBA. So that could be something that is targeted to maybe, you know, um, changing the Super 2 rules or team control uh, cannot exceed six years. Now, f- uh, free agency st- starts at three years or four years, whatever may have you. That could potentially change the way that it's it's done right now, which would be interesting. But then again, like I said on our MLB hosts uh, DM uh, on Twitter, I feel like it should it would be a really good idea to kind of see what all of the hosts from Locked On MLB think are the top three things that the CBA should address. Mm-hmm. And then we make a massive poll and see where we all kind of fit in. I agree, man. I agree. Who knows if that's a little bit of a teaser of what's to come here on Locked On MLB. Uh, there you Ulysses. go. This has been a blast. I, I love talking inside baseball and stuff, and I don't believe that the Padres play the Rays, unfortunately, uh, this year. No. That's another thing, by the way. It's just 162 games. Make it that we play everybody bad. Just figure it out. I don't know how, but <laughs> it's just that's just my thing because then you just don't see guys, and it stinks. Yeah. I'd like to play the Rays. That would be a stressful see. job. Yeah. I would like to be a fly in the wall, but I don't think I'd like <laughs> that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? That'd be really nuts. It's like, all right. I think we're done. You forgot about the game against the Padres and the Rays. <laughs> it's like Damn it, oh Baltimore. Yeah, Nobody's Baltimore. talking about Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> dude, this has been a lot of fun. And if you have anything you want to plug, go ahead and do that now. 
Well, every, uh, you guys can obviously uh, follow the show at Locked On Rains. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram Monday through Friday all the time. Of course, you can catch us on Green Room as well. My Twitter handle is at Sembrano Ulysses. Sembrano with an S, not like Carlos Zambrano or Victor Zambrano. Sembrano with an S, U L I S E S. Absolutely follow my guy. Give him some followers, man. I've had enough. <laughs> I, I want you, Kevin, locked on Rays, because they're not. They're, you guys are way too nice. Like I've had are enough. We? It actually insults me because I wish <laughs> that the Rays had this loathsome. We do everything better than you guys. And instead, they're like, "Yay, Wander Franco!" <laughs> they're like really excited. They're like, "Rays way!" All right, next yeah. man up. We just traded for some random reliever. He's our family now. There's two. He's positive. gonna be I've great. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rays are like, "Hey, can you throw a slider?" Even though you're selling solar panels, you're on the team now. <laughs> exactly. Here you go, Lewis Head. Be awesome and have a sub two. ERA in the major leagues, buddy. Enjoy Florida. <laughs> Enjoy Florida. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ulysses has been a blast, and take care, man. Take care. And zip zap to you, bingo, everybody. That about does it for my discussion with Mr. Ulysses Sombrano of the Locked On Rays podcast. Awesome dude. Love that dude. Go follow him on Twitter. He's a great guy. Uh, but also, before we you know wrap up today's podcast, I want to talk to you about the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the Padres, betting on the Marlins, betting on whoever. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. You know that? And you know why? Because if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handy act capping expert Lee Sterling. You got everything you need from daily picks to blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, in terms of the future of this podcast, going to be, um, look, tomorrow's game is, it's or today's game, I should say, is a little bit of an early one, which is great for me and my work-related uh, news. But um, in terms of the future of this podcast, for Thursday and Friday, I have a giant crossover that I record with Millard Thomas of Lockdown Diamondbacks, just in time for the weekend series, which should be fun. We talk about the Diamondbacks. We talk about the trade deadline. Uh, because Millard, he loves recording those podcasts that are big crossovers because it's a lot easier for him given his day job and the fact that D-backs aren't very good. So he likes to pre-record and get a lot of content out of uh, uh, his guests and whatnot. So we certainly had that. Um, I'm not totally sure whether I'm going to do game recaps because we did record so much that I could probably just use that as all of the podcast episodes. So we'll see. It depends how things goes, depending on how the editing process goes. But I'll let you guys obviously know at the top of each episode for Thursday and Friday whether or not I will recap either the first game of the D-back series or the first game of this Marlin series or the last game, I'm sorry, of this Marlin series and how it goes uh, if something interesting happens. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know. Welcome to sports, baby. It just depends on what happens. It's never never easy to kind of pre-plan uh, sports content, I guess you could say, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast, guys. I would greatly appreciate that. With a If you want, with a question in the review section, and I guarantee you I will answer it here on the show. But, of course, follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.